You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that cause I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would've gave you anything, would've gave you everything. You know I said it. Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I am Casey Krieger. He is Maxwell Remy. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that can't just can't stop winning championships. Max, how are you now? Good, and you? Uh, not so bad. Uh, we're still looking for a sponsor for that intro. Uh, if you would like to be the sponsor of the PCAST, and you're a loyal listener that happens to be listening right now, that happens to just so own a business, give Parker Phillips a call, 615-586-4340, or send him an email at pphillips at com. You can also DM me on Twitter, send me an email. You can send Max an email even, and we can get you in touch with Parker, and you can be the new sponsor of the PCAST. Who wouldn't want to do it? Casey, I don't know who would who would not want to do it. I, listen, it's number one ranked Ossipy podcast in the world. you got to be the sponsor of that. Since we're the number one ranked OSP podcast, we got a lot of OSP sports to get into since we haven't done one of these in about 10 days, maybe a little more. Uh, got a little behind, so we got to catch up. We're very busy, and, and part of the reason why you didn't get to post one is because of how many events that we actually had over uh, this 10-day stretch. Multiple titles. All of the titles, actually. Yeah. Give us all your trophies at Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, we'll start with a team that hasn't got theirs yet, but they may be well on their way if they keep winning six events at a meet. The Austin women's track and field team went to the OVC trio, won six events at the event that also served as a Gov Senior Day up in Murray, Kentucky, because we aren't we're unable to host our home event. Uh, those ladies are going to be honored again at the baseball game tonight at Raymond C. Ham Park. Get a Senior Day right here in Clarksville because they deserve it. You know, uh, Dina Hill Tate she won the high jump with a jump of 1.70 meters. Then Kanisha Phillips went and won the 300 meter dash with a 37.88. I'm very confused about the 300 meter dash because I know they run the 100, the 200, and the 400. However, I've seen 300 in multiple places, so it, it's, I guess it's right. If they're, if they're posting scores, I mean, uh, posting times, it must be right. I've never seen a 300-meter dash. However, I'm very perplexed by that, honestly. It's a weird number. It is. It really is. Uh, uh, whatever. It happened. She won it. Yeah. Well, guess what? It it's random, but we won it. So uh, the Govs th- also thank won. you, Kanisha. Yeah, Kanisha Flash also helped the Govs win the four by four hundred meter relay with a season best time of three forty five fifty five. Then Jackie Versman went and won the discus with a throw of forty five fifty three. That's wrong on the script. We talked about that. I, I got it wrong on the script. It's okay. Forty five fifty three, not fourteen fifty three. That is way too short. Oh. She she <laughs> far exceeded fourteen meters, yeah. forty five meters. If you uh, wouldn't have said anything, wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah, that's on me. Uh, Corey McDaniel won the shot put with a toss, a, th- a toss, a push, a yeah. shot, yeah, a throw. All of those, all of the above, with a throw of thirteen point one eight meters. And then Cameron McClellan went and won the triple jump at eleven point six nine meters. I don't remember who the other teams at the OVC trio were. I know one of them was Murray State. It doesn't matter. Govs dominated that event, yeah. from what I can tell. Nice job, ladies. Uh, Kentucky Invitational is up next. A little stiffer competition when you go to an SEC event. No worries. Kanisha Phillips provided the top performance of the weekend for the Govs, placing fourth in the 400-meter dash with a time of 52.69 to put herself in the record books even. The time was the second-fastest 400-meter dash in school history, and with the mark, she placed herself in the top 15 for the NCAA regionals. So she has 
not locked up her spot for regionals, but you got to be up there in that top, I think it's 15 or 20, to qualify. So it's a good spot to be in right now. She's top 20 uh, in the nation with that time. And uh, Coach Val Brown really gave her some uh, compliments where she's she's getting to be at uh, peak performance right now. So keep, keep it up, Kanisha. We're, we're rooting for you. I was at regionals last year, and she was just barely out on a time. She didn't qualify as the winner, top three winner in her heat. But she, the last two get the little queue in qualifying, which means you qualify on time. She was just barely out of that little queue uh, last year at regionals. She also ran a season best time of 23.61 in the 200-meter dash, finishing sixth. It's the first time this season she's lost in the 200. That's that's an interesting stat. It's the it's near the wow. end of the season, and it took her going to an SEC event to not win one. Yeah, that that's very impressive to she's, to run head to head against some of those uh, some of those people. The flash is fast. I'll tell you that. Another good day. Senior Sarah Martin ran a career best time of 4:50:52 in the 1500 meters. She finished 13th in that event. It's the best time by a gov in the 1500 this season. So hats off to her. Uh, always good to see those seniors picking it up right there at the end and get a couple good runs and uh, close it out. Nice job, track and field. A little closer to home. A little sport you know a little more about with the uh, on the diamond, the smaller diamond, the softball team. Govs have won five out of the last six. Uh, ladies went. Excuse me. They hosted Semo. Two weeks ago, they lost on Friday, three to two. Bounced back with a three to one win and a three to nothing win on Saturday. On the first Saturday game, Mia Clark hit a homer. Jordan Benefit went the distance, seven innings, six strikeouts, just one run. She's pretty good. Sunday, not Sunday, in the second Saturday game. Type type the script correctly. Leski Ozowski hit a home run. Nobody's surprised there. Two more RBIs from Brooke Pfefferly on a double. Harley Mullins goes complete game, five hits, no runs, no strikeouts, pitching to contact. So back to back complete game wins for those two. That's a really impressive stat line right there with no runs and no strikeouts, but uh, whatever gets a job done, and it really was a uh, a pitcher's duel all, all weekend for, for uh, the softball team. Softball team's been shutting people down on – shutting other people's offenses down. So the next weekend, ladies went up to Eastern Illinois for a three-game set, won 3-1 to one on Saturday, 4-3 to three on Saturday, and then 2-1 to one on Sunday to complete the sweep. In the first Saturday game, Ozowski, Pfefferly, and Campbell all drove in runs excuse me, Kylie Campbell, all drove in runs. Six innings with one run from Harley Mullins on in the circle, not on the mound. And a bit Jordan Benefield threw a scoreless seventh to close it out. Uh, second game Saturday, Govs are down three to nothing. No worries. Lexi Ozowski, three-run home run. See ya. She, she can hit the home run. She, she's she really just impressive. Hits. She just hits. So that game goes to extra innings. Morgan Zuge comes up in the top of the ninth, sack fly to give the Govs a lead. Ball game, nine-inning win. Bailey Shorter, got to mention her. She had three hits in that one. Sunday, Zuge gives the Govs the lead early in that one with an RBI single. EIU ties it. No worries. Shorter singles in a run at the top of the seventh to give the Govs a one-run lead. Jordan Benefield does it again, too. Seven innings, one run, a pair of strikeouts, and another series win for Cassie Stanfield and company. You know, that's exactly what you're looking for. Towards the end of the season, uh, in conference play, the ladies are getting hot. And uh, hopefully they, they keep that up and, and take that right into the conference tournament. I'll give you something here. The, the softball team has won five out of the last, last six. They haven't given up more than three runs in any of those games. Very impressive. That pitching staff is uh, doing something you, special you right now. You can pitch like that. You can pitch your way into the postseason. You are right about that. Uh, baseball, let's go to the baseball field. The Govs two weeks ago hosted Eastern Illinois. Uh, they lost seven or nine to seven on Friday. They lost eleven to nine on Saturday. They bounced back with an eight to four win on Sunday to salvage a game in the series. Jack Alexander had a homer in the Sunday win against the Panthers, and Harrison Brown added three more hits. Good day for Drew McIlwain on the mound too. He went six and two thirds in the travel shortened seven inning game. 
Uh, one guy came in and slammed the door for the last inning there. Gales hosted Southern Illinois on a midweek Tuesday, won 11-4. Three hits, three runs, two RBIs for Gino Averis in that one. That guy just hits. He's like top ten in the nation in doubles. That's correct. Uh, two hits, three RBIs, a homework for TJ Foreman. Uh, Jack Alexander also had three RBIs. He only had one one hit in that one, but three RBIs, that'll that'll play. Tough series on the road for the Govs at SIUE. An 18-9 loss on Friday, 17-11 loss on Saturday, and a 19-13 loss on Sunday. Uh, the bright spot for that weekend is Michael Robinson. The guy had 10 RBIs on the weekend. That's a lot to begin with. Well, he had seven of them in game two. Max, you know the last time a Gov had seven RBIs in a game? I do not. Tell we, me. It was it was our boy Parker Phillips against DKU. If I remember correctly, he hit like nine home runs that weekend. Yeah, f- former roommate uh, Parker Phillips, that – that's an impressive stat line, and uh, thank you, Michael Robinson, for uh, for doing something that special. That, that Yeah, get Parker's name out of the last time that happened. Yeah. We don't want to see him anywhere. <laughs> Harrison Brown also had four hits, four RBIs, and a homer in the finale against the Cougars. To the golf course we go. The Osmey men's golf team played a match against Western Kentucky last week. They lost that 4-1-2. Mike and Isley got the lone win for the Governors. Payne Elkins, the freshman, and Jordan Rodriguez, they both halved their matches to pick up half points for the Governors, but the Hilltoppers took that match. No worries. The big one was up next for the Govs, and that is the OVC Men's Golf Championship. After the first day, the Govs sat in sixth place at plus 17. They were led by a one under 71 from Adam Van Raden. Day three is happening right now, and as of last check, the Govs are seven shots out of for the top four match play spots. Adam Van Raden's in third place in the tournament. He is at even par for the weekend. Week, not weekend. They started on the weekend. It's not the weekend anymore. He's six shots out of first place for the overall tournament lead. Uh, so... The men's tournament is different than the women's. The top four teams in the stroke play tournament do not determine the conference champion. The top four teams will play match play, two semifinal matches, followed by a championship match that afternoon, and that is how you get the automatic qualifier. The stroke play tournament will determine the individual AQ. So if Van Raden were to win the stroke comeback, a big comeback, win the stroke play, he would go to the NCAA regionals. And then for the Govs to qualify, they would have to go ahead and make their way into the top four, win win two stroke play match or match play matches. Yeah, here in day three, the Govs gave themselves a chance to uh, strike to get into the top four. They're, they're definitely within striking distance. So, Our women's uh, golf team showed that eight shots, not that, not that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as long as, as, long as they kept it close uh, for day three, which, which they did, uh, they've got a chance to make it to uh, the, the next part of that tournament. So hopefully they, uh, they pull it out today. To the tennis courts we go. The men's tennis team. Lost 6-1 to at Tennessee Tech last weekend. The Govs went to Cookville and took the doubles point off the reigning OVC regular season champs. The Danberg Schlossman duo won at number one. The freshman combo of Tom Bolton and Giovanni Beaches won at number two. But the Golden Eagles won all six singles matches to take a 6-1 match win. On to senior day at home, regular season finale against Tennessee State. Anton Danberg and Oliver Anderson, those are your seniors that were honored before the match against Tennessee State. Uh, Danberg and Schlossman won again at the number one single, or doubles position. Then it was Oliver Anderson and freshman Hogan Stoker winning at number three doubles to give the Govs the doubles point. Uh, Oliver Anderson, no, excuse me, Anton Danberg won again at the number three singles match to give the Govs two points, but Tennessee State won the other five singles matches to claim a 5-2 win in the regular season. That team is still going to be the number four seed in the OVC tournament. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, so we'll see what they can do in the postseason because their regular season is in the books. Now we get to the championships, Maxwell. Beach volleyball. All of the championships. We'll yeah. start on the we'll beaches of Clark. We'll start with the beach. First, we have to go back two weeks. The Govs went 3-0 and at the Govs beach bats. They swept Jacksonville State 5 to nothing. They swept Eastern Kentucky 5 to nothing. then got a 3-2 win against UT Martin on to the OVC weekend at Austin P, where the regular season championship would be decided. The Govs started with a 4-1 to win against UT Martin. That one's big. UT Martin was 
currently at the time tied, or not tied, at the top of the OVC standings. That tied the guys with UT Martin, meaning if they finished with the same record the rest of the way out, they would be regular season co-champions. Well, the Govs went and beat Chattanooga 3-2. They then fell to Moorhead State 3-2 in their third match, bounced back with a 5-0 win against Eastern Illinois. Here's the big news. Moorhead State, or excuse me, Chattanooga, in their last match of the weekend, beat UT Martin 3-2, meaning that the Eastern Illinois match for the Governors to wrap up the regular season gave them a chance to tie UT Martin once again. They did it, and they are the OVC regular season champions. It's a co-championship, but guess what? The trophy doesn't say co. No, it doesn't. Uh, UT Martin, however, does end up getting the number one seed. We had to go to the fourth iteration of the tiebreaker, which was overall conference winning percentage. UT Martin's uh, pairs won 29 conference or won 29 times in conference play. The Govs won 28. Skyhawks are number one seed. No worries. Just they, they both get a bye. It just depends on who you're playing in the first round. Yeah, well, good luck to them because uh, we're playing hot. UT Martin may be the number one seed. The Govs are four and one against the Skyhawks this year. Four and one or three and one. The only we won every match outside of UT Martin that didn't count in conference play because only the two counted in conference play. They just happened to win one of the conference matches, and that's how we got to the regular season co-champs. Shout out to Chattanooga for that win to get us back in it. And then uh, you're heading up there to. Uh to the conference tournament there. Yeah, uh, the sunny beaches of Moorhead. The Kentucky. sunny beaches of Moorhead, Kentucky. <laughs> At uh, the Fazoli's Breadsticks Beach Volleyball Court. Wow. Well, this, <laughs> goodness gracious. We'll talk Good more luck. about that yeah. later. Good luck up there. Uh, the women's tennis team also got another title. Uh, they started two weeks ago with a 7-0 sweep at UT Martin. That kept the regular season title in play instead of a big match against SEMA the very next day. This match at SEMA was an OVC championship rematch from last year. The Govs got ahead with the doubles point. It was Torbi, Torialba and Nakanishi winning on the number one line, and then Tapalvik and Ching winning on the number two line. Uh, singles play, Torialba won at one, Paladina Jings won at two, Tapalvich won at three, and Ching won at six to claim a 5-2 win over the Red Hawks and keep the regular season title match or title in reach. Simo had already finished their OVC play for the season, so all they needed, if they would have beat the Govs, I think they would have won the regular season title. Uh, the win put Austin P ahead of the Red Hawks in the, in the standings and set up the Tennessee State match where the Govs had a chance to clinch the title with a win. Well, they did. They swept Tennessee State 7-0 and won the fifth regular season championship in program history. The win also broke the program record for the longest OVC winning streak in program history at 11 matches. So shout out to Ross Brown and company. All he does is win championships. That's really all that, that, that they've ever done, really, since uh, we stepped on campus. And it, it's been an impressive run for them, and I hope they keep it up and uh, as they head into the OVC tournament. They went, the, the ladies lost their regular season finale 4-3 to at Murray State the day after clinching the championship. Uh, no worries. Still the number one seed. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter. Brings them back down to earth a little bit, maybe. You never know. Maybe it helps them out in the long run. Yeah. And one that doesn't matter. We'd rather have them lose that one than, than lose yeah, to... Yeah, uh, didn't matter. Yeah, didn't exactly. Matter. Didn't matter. Uh, now for maybe the biggest championship of them all. The Austin V women's golf team is Ohio Valley Conference champions for the first time ever in their last chance ever. Round of applause. Really let's, impressive. Let's really, about, really impressive. Let's start from the beginning of that tournament. The Govs shot a 295 in the first round, led by Erica Scutts, one under 71, and Kaylee Campbell's one over 73. That was the second-best team score in the tournament. Moorhead State shot a 294 in the last round, and it was really their only chance to get back in it was to go really low. 295 is low. It's one of the top three scores in program history as a team, and they did it in the OVC championship. Uh, second round, they shoot a 305. Shelby Darnell shot a 74. Erica Scott shot a 75. The Govs still held a one-shot lead over Belmont after the second round. They led after every round of the tournament. Uh, final day, however, they were not leading at certain parts. 
The Govs fell back. They were eight down at one point on the back nine. They were down six with five holes to play. No worries. That's right where we wanted them. You know, it was it was it was really interesting to see. Uh, we got to go down. Uh, you were there, obviously, and then and then I was down there with the uh, with uh, vice president and director of athletics, Gerald Harrison. Uh, we got to watch the the final the final showdown there, and the first four were super super fast. They were playing very fast, and then Erica Scutt w- was trailing, and she was very slow. Her group was slow, and all of a sudden, it's just like, well, we're down, and well, uh, we're kind of out of it. And then what happens? The Govs shoot <laughs> even par. as a, the, the four counting scores played the final five holes at even par, which, of course, that long and tough, even par is good. The people in front of them, Moorhead State and Belmont, who had, or excuse me, Belmont and then Moorhead State, who had also jumped in front of the Govs, did not play the final five holes at even par, allowed the Govs to catch up. Uh, let's talk about Erica Scutt on the long par five. I think it's the 13th or the 12th. She was 194 out. We're sitting there. She's got water in front of the green. And we're like, there's no way she goes for it, right? Wrong. Pulls the seven wood, sticks it on the green, tap in for par. How about that? It was, a, it was an electric shot. Uh, we, we saw two, two of her competitors lay up, and, and she's, she's approaching her ball, and we're like, ah. She also outdrove them. Oh, yeah. She also outdrove them. But, I mean, it was pretty comparable. So we were like, oh, she's probably just going to lay up and, and play it safe. Wrong. Wrong. Pulls out the seven wood. Which really mattered because it ended up uh, being a, a close close match there at the end, and that, that singular stroke, among other strokes, could have uh, been the difference. There's one other shot I want to talk about that really helped keep the tournament and in, in the championship really in play. Riley Cooper, who was in the second-to-last group for the Govs, hit it short on the 18th green, the par three. She was down the hill on the front of the green, chipped up, almost put it in the hole, tapped in for par, that par ends up being huge in the final score. Uh, just everybody. Just everybody. Everybody did what they had to do. And, and I can imagine that there were shots within that match earlier in the earlier in the, that, that in we didn't the tournament see, yeah. that we didn't even see that, yeah. that really mattered a ton. A long putt, a chip in, something, a something special. Out of yeah, the bunker. Something special that, that is going to go unnoticed, and, and we're sorry that we, we don't know it for, for sure. We can't but, be with all five groups at once. We yeah, do our best. Uh, yeah, but uh, congratulations, ladies. That was awesome. They won a lot of awards, too. Let's go through those. Jessica Combs is the OVC Coach of the Year. Erica Scutt is the OVC Freshman of the Year. She is a all-OVC selection, and she is the on the OVC All-Tournament team. Taylor Dedman is an OVC All-Tournament team selection and an All-OVC selection. Shelby Darnell was an All-OVC selection, and Kaylee Campbell made the OVC All-Newcomer team. Just racked them up. Just, I mean, just racked them up. I mean, do anything about that, it. that's kind of how it works whenever a team goes out and, and wins the OVC tournament. Uh, or it's the just OVC. dominant all yeah. year. I Best mean, season in women's golf history, and it's really not that close at this point. Congratulations again. We, we can't say that enough. Uh, and we're excited to watch them uh, – participating wherever they're headed they we don't know to, that team's good enough to go do some damage in a regional i'm not maybe they don't win it but maybe they get one of those spots and qualify for the tournament going out compete and have fun that, that's really all all you can do well that's all we got for now so uh, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with kirsten monk of the austin peace soccer team right after this
Finding ways to articulate the feeling I'm going through I just can't say I don't love you Cause I love you Joining us on the PCAST, she's a freshman from Germantown, Tennessee. It's Kirsten Monk of the Austin P soccer team. Kirsten, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Good. We're glad to have you here on the PCAST. Uh, you're a freshman. How are classes going in your second semester? Classes actually are going a lot better for my second semester because they're more concentrated to my major. So I only have one in person and the rest are online. And you kind of get like used to college. Yeah. Like you kind of know what's going on. <laughs> what's your one in person class? Um, chemistry. So I have a lab and a lecture. You can't really do labs online, can no, you? No, <laughs> not at all. I, I never took a chemistry class, so I don't know, but I'll, I'll leave that to you. Let's start by talking about soccer, because you're a soccer player, obviously. You went to Houston High School in Germantown, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis. Back-to-back state championships. Yes. That's a pretty, <laughs> pretty good at soccer, wouldn't you say? Because yeah. they've won a couple more without you and before you. <laughs> uh, you're not the first Austin P. soccer player from Houston. Yes. Mary Parker Powell went there. W- were you there at the same time as her or she before you? Um, She actually graduated a year before I got there, but my senior year she came and coached our goalkeepers. So you know Mary Parker a little yes. bit. We just got a line of Austin P. soccer players from <laughs> Houston, right? And you were telling me before the show, your coach is known at Houston for being just one of the toughest coaches in Tennessee. Is that why you guys win so much? I think that plays a major role into it. My freshman year, I was scared straight of him. Like, I was scared to talk to him. But as you go throughout your high school experience with him, you learn that, like, all he does, like, is out of love. So, and he really cares about you getting better as a person and as a soccer player. So, he's actually one of my, like, biggest connections that I have and that I still talk to to this day. Is he one of the reasons Houston has so many college soccer players? I Definitely. He um, reps them out. Like, my senior class, all of my best friends um, – there were seven of us that signed my senior year. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did everybody else go? Um, two went to Arkansas State. One went to ETSU. Um, one is at Northwest. And the other, oh, I think I think that's it, actually. Regardless, you guys aren't yeah. playing around <laughs> Yeah. I, one of my college roommates went to Houston, so I've heard all about the Stan gang. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also won a 2019 U.S. Youth Soccer Tennessee State Championship. Oh, yes. What team was, were you playing for for that? That was my club team. So that was a lot of the same girls from high school, but also we had all the girls from around the surrounding high schools. Um, and we played in the latter part of, like, winter and spring, summer. So I was a part of Lobo's Rush, and we played for that state championship. And you won Yes. <laughs> where, where was the where was, was the championship at? It, um, it was in Murfreesboro. Okay, um, that's where all the championships yeah. are now. You got used to winning there, I guess. <laughs> so your first season of college soccer, you said your high school coach got you ready for it. You played eleven games. You made five starts. What was the adjustment like? The adjustment, um, mentally was different. Like you have to get used to the faster speed. Like obviously, like in high school, you come play D one. Like you're gonna be at the top of like your high school career. You have to adjust to like they're being like bigger better like everyone's just bigger and better so everyone you have to adjust high school player. yes you have to adjust to that that was the biggest thing um getting used to the speed of play but how do you think you did um i think that i did um pretty good like i would say um as i got on throughout the season it was like it was better to adjust so i started to learn the little things that would help me improve like for the big picture stuff so your first season ends, and now you have a new coach, Coach Kim McGowan. Yes. What has a new adjustment to Coach Kim been like? 
Um, it's been a lot different. Like, uh, for spring, we're very busy. Like, the little things, like meetings, film, lift, practices, everything. Like, she t- tunes into, like, the little things to make us better on and off the field. So that's the biggest thing. Um, and she like very good at critical feedback and like telling you like honest like what needs to be done to get to where we need to be. How do you think the spring games have gone so far? I we're looking a lot better. Like you can tell like with Belmont our spring game, um, we tied them zero zero and last season we lost two zero, and you could just tell a totally different team was out there and that we were all working together to like. Re- because we all want to work hard to get to where we want to be. So you could tell the translation on the field. You excited for the ASL next year? I am excited. You going to go some places like Florida instead yes. of Charleston, Illinois. <laughs> uh, so your freshman season, it's basically over. Uh, what do you think your favorite best memory was? What What's the one thing you look back and you're like, man, that was a lot, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, my favorite memory. I'm going to have a couple. Um, I would say... Probably just like I remember there's a couple games where we would just um like after a win, we would just all celebrate as a team after or like just the excitement that everyone carried after those games. A lot of fun freshman year. You get to live mm-hmm. in the dorm, you get to be away from home. Play some soccer too, right? Yeah. So one of the things Kim told me when I asked her about you was that you moved a lot growing up. Yes. You obviously ended up in Germantown. Mm-hmm. Where else did you live? Um, well, I was born in New Bern, North Carolina, which is a couple of hours from Raleigh. And then I moved to Starkville, Mississippi for about five years. And then I moved to Pensacola, Florida. I only stayed there for about 18 months. And then my final move was Germantown, Tennessee. Why did you move so much? Um, my dad's job. He works for... He worked for Weyerhaeuser, and then he changed the international paper for a little over 10 to 12 years, and then he moved to uh, Georgia Pacific this year, actually. So now we're living in um, St. Simons Island, Georgia. I was going to say, if he works for Georgia Pacific, you're probably in Georgia. St. Simons Island's nice. Yes. Our golf team played down there. I was trying to get my way onto that trip (laughs) uh, just to go to the beach. Have you been have you been there yet? Or did they move um, while you were in college? I was actually went um last weekend for Easter, so I was down there. Was that the first time you'd been to the new Yes it was. So actually we had this conversation with Delaney when she was on the PCAST a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Her family moved from California to Arizona while she was here. <laughs> so they picked up all her stuff and moved it. Is that how that worked for you? Um basically right now they're having they just got a lot, so we're also building a house. Right. So we, I had to go back to a townhouse that we're kind of staying in. So a lot of my stuff is still in storage in Memphis. Okay. That won't be, I won't have until we build the house. Not bad for you though. They're moving. They're doing all the moving. <laughs> yeah. Just, when like the house is done, you just show up and it's there. Right? Yeah, I just bring my clothes from here and I'm down there. It seems like you're winning this deal here. <laughs> um, what was your favorite place to live? My favorite place, I definitely. You would think Pensacola, Florida, but definitely Memphis because I made a lot of my lifelong friends there. You were there at the right time. Yes. <laughs> and I was about to say good time and getting to Houston High School to play soccer. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like pick Houston when you were like, we're moving to Memphis? You're like, that's where I want to go to school? Or was it kind of like, uh, well, since I moved my eighth grade year, it was more of my parents who picked it, actually. Okay. Um, they just heard about, like, the academics of Houston. Good school. Yeah. So they um, moved us in the neighborhoods around there. So it wasn't really my choice, it was more of my parents, but then I ended up like lucking out with soccer. 
and finding out like they had a great program. Yeah, no, good, good timing. <laughs> so you were in jock and roll this year. Yeah. <laughs> you and I believe it was Brent Connell. Yes. What was your performance? Um, we did a rendition of Justin Bieber and Jaden Smith doing Never Say Never. I was Jaden Smith. She was Justin Bieber. Um, we had a pretty good performance, I would say. I was kind of sad we didn't place, but um, they were like, it's fine. Like, y'all did. I, we were, I feel like we were a fan favorite, so that's all that matters. Well, you answered my next question, which was, did you place? Uh, you didn't place. No. Do you, do you need a moment here to express your comments on your feelings <laughs> to the judges? Because the floor is yours. <laughs> I would just like to say that I feel like, okay, it was a little long. I see that now, but... I feel like we were top three. <laughs> it, I, th I feel like being a, having the it be too long is like a real killer at the end. Yeah, people just get it uninterested. <laughs> like a minute and a half, and you would have you would have stole the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're getting to do a lot of normal things that freshmen didn't get to do last year. Mm -hmm. You got to do jock and roll. You got to go to the ESPYS last night. What are your thoughts on your first ESPYS? They were I they outdid themselves last night. It was really fun. I think the funniest moment at the SVs was definitely the photo shoot. Okay. That one had us all cracking up because you see all your fellow peers and then the coaches posing as them. It was hilarious. I was really hoping you were going to say my bad lip reading. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I get it. Uh, so last year's freshman didn't get through all this stuff because of COVID. You were a high school senior during that. Mm -hmm. What was your senior year like with everything that was going on? Um, I actually had a hybrid senior year. So okay. what does that mean? It was, we went to school twice a week. We were off three times a week. Were you off or were you online classes? They like to say we did Zooms, but they weren't really mandatory. So okay. you're basically off. So, so, all right. So that's what that was like. Uh, yeah. We'll get away from school here for a minute. Kim told me to ask you, who was the best on the ox cord on the soccer team? Definitely Brynn. Brand. She's just she doesn't have a playlist. She just thinks off the top of her head. So just straight off the head. Straight off the Who's head. Who's the worst on the ox? Um. Ooh. Who Don't feel afraid to throw. It. You can throw anybody <laughs> under the bus here. I would probably say Liv Proc. <laughs> what, what makes Liv so bad on the ox? Liv has one good song that we all love, and it's "Juice" by Big Boogie, but. There's nothing else. That's it? <laughs> That's all. She's one-trick pony. She is a one-trick pony. <laughs> I was also told to ask about who the, is the worst driver on the team, and I'm starting to feel like maybe it's you from <laughs> the reaction we got. Okay, I don't think I'm bad. Like, I make it to Nashville and back a lot, very safely. Like, I drive a lot. But there have been some experiences where people want to claim that I am the worst driver but also, everyone has had experiences where it can make them a bad driver. If you're the one doing all the driving, they can't complain that you're the worst <laughs> driver. Exactly. Who is the best driver if you, are, if you happen to be the worst, as people say? Um, Sarai would want me to say her, but she had a little incident. So, so not Sarai. Yeah. Um, probably Tori Case. I feel like she's a very safe driver. I, would, I was thinking Tori seems like a very trustworthy, <laughs> safe person. Yes, 10 and 2 type of person. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that seems like a fair answer. Uh, so you have a brother yes. named Jordan. He went to play football at Memphis, and he's now on the team at Kentucky Wesleyan. Yes. Uh, who's the best athlete in the family? Obviously me. I'm going to always say me. I'm glad you said you. <laughs> uh, so Jordan plays football. You play soccer. Did you play any other sports? Um, I actually danced growing up. I did competitive dance till I was about 11. And then my mom kind of made me pick between soccer and dance because they both weren't working. Right. Was there ever any competition growing up in the monk household? It was like you and you and Jordan going at it like 
basketball court in the driveway? Like, what was that like? <laughs> I actually started playing soccer because of him. Okay. So it was very competitive growing up. Like, I always just wanted to, like, show that I could, like, hang with him. Um, is he older? Yes, okay. he is a couple years older. Um, we've always worked together, we're, like, worked out growing up um, together. And it really, especially during high school, we started, like, working out together because, like, I started, like, really committing my time even more to soccer. So um, we were, like, on that same commitment level, um, but definitely very competitive growing up. <laughs> so obviously if we're playing football in the front yard, he's going he's gonna to take down. But if he, we're playing soccer, you're winning. He is also 6'2", so, like, it definitely winning. What if we're playing basketball in the driveway or something? Like, what if we're playing If sport? we're playing horse, I think I – think Yeah. Any other sports where you just – you got him. You got to beat. <laughs> Um, since he played soccer, he, he play is, soccer? yeah, okay. he is pretty good. I will give it like, if he wasn't going to play football, he was going to play soccer. Did Houston have a men's soccer team? Um, they did, but he didn't, by that time he had like, he had gone football. Yeah, gone fully football, wow. but we would go out and practice soccer. We got the best monk in the family <laughs> at Austin. Oh, Davis, definitely. So. All right. Let's talk about school for a second. What's mm -hmm. your major? I am a chemistry major. You're a chemistry major. What's the plan with your chemistry major? Um, I used to want to be an anesthesiologist, but then I realized that medical school may not be for me. Okay. So I'm looking into like um, pharmaceuticals or chemistry, like chemical engineering. Okay, anesthesiologist is what I had on here. So uh, <laughs> glad to know not to ask that question. <laughs> so I won't ask you about graduation. You're just a freshman. Yes. That's like what, four years away, five years away. Who knows? Um, so you're a chemistry major and you want to go into all kinds of pharmaceutical stuff. I have one last question mm -hmm. before we do our rapid fire questions mm -hmm. that we ask everybody. Why Austin P? Um, so I visited here my junior year, and like I stayed with a couple of the players, and they just made it feel like the team was a family, and um, the coaching staff really sold the school to me. So I feel like the biggest thing was the people that really drew me to Austin P. People here are great. Are you ready for the rapid fire questions? I am ready. Okay. What is your favorite word or saying? For show. For show. Uh, what's the last book you read? Um, In the Time of Butterflies. What is that? Um, it's about like uh, these sisters died in a car accident. Okay. And then it's basically retelling their story. Okay. Uh, what's your worst habit? Ooh, napping. Just all day too long. <laughs> yeah, I nap a, like any like I plan my day out. To where I can nap. Like, I have to have a nap. And those three days off in high school really got <laughs> Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Almost definitely. 100%? 100%. Like <laughs> what is one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Mm. Ooh, in any sport. Why is it so hard? <laughs> Probably, um, like, the water break rule. For like, soccer? yeah. <laughs> you want more or less? Like with um, the temperature at which we get water breaks. Yes. Because when it's a certain temperature, we get water breaks. Yeah. But sometimes, like, they're very lenient on those temperatures. They need to, like, set a temperature. You want it to be, like, 80 degrees. Yes. <laughs> not, <laughs> not not 80, but, like, like a set temperature. I feel like it's, like, because, like, when we're out there, like, before soccer, it's like, oh, it's kind of hot today. Should we do water breaks? Yeah, that's what it is. And you need to, like, have a set temperature to where you're like, okay, we're, like, at this temperature a, we're doing. number. Yes. Uh, what app on your phone gets the most use? Oh, TikTok. TikTok? <laughs> that's pretty common. <laughs> uh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, 
Probably for my mom. Oh, my mom's birthday. I wouldn't surprise her, and I made like a gift basket for her. Very nice. Yeah. If we're casting a movie about you, who are you picking to play yourself? Mm, Beyonce or Zendaya. I have to add in one question I just thought of, too. I see your Ryan Newman shirt. Where did you get, where did you get that? As a NASCAR fan, I have to know. Um, well, <laughs> I'm not really a NASCAR fan. I just thought it was cool, so no, I wore cool it. <laughs> I, I, was, I love it. I got it from a random store. I don't even know. Just thrifting Ryan Newman. Uh, back to the real questions. Uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Most embarrassing? Um, I do love me a little high school musical. I'm I a diehard. <laughs> which which one? I'm gonna need you to pick one. Mm, the one that goes. Uh, yeah, sing it for the us. The start of something new. That yeah. one. Uh, breaking free. That's the one. I, that's the one I sang last night, pretending it was Colby McGee. Uh, if you could go to any concert, who would it be and why? Beyonce. She just like puts on a show. Yeah. Like you just like want to see that in person. That's a pretty good answer. Uh, what's one place in the world you want to visit the most? Cabo. Cabo? Yeah. Why Cabo? I just, the pictures just looks nice. Immaculate. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Ooh. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Um, Zendaya just feels like a down-to-earth type of person. And then, ooh, my third... Beyonce, I'm just going to have to go Beyonce. Beyonce, Tracy Morgan, and Zendaya. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like a good dinner. Uh, who or what inspires you? Um, Definitely my dad. He's just, like, shown to me, like, what hard work can get you. Like, where he comes from, just, like, building his life for us. Definitely my dad. What advice would you give to your younger self? To my younger self? Um, don't give up. Just keep pushing because... Um, no matter how much you want to stop, like there's a reason for what you're doing. Well, uh, our last question comes from Drew Calderon, last mm -hmm. week's guest. He <laughs> wants to know what is your favorite song and the memory associated with it? Um, Lake by the Ocean by Maxwell. I remember when I was younger, um, me and my Nana and Papa, we would drive to um, Dairy Queen. That was like 20 minutes away. And that song, like whenever I hear that song, that just reminds me of that moment. That's a good answer. Last question, actually, you get to ask next week's guest. What do you want to ask on next week's edition of the PCAST? Um, since I move a lot, if you could grow up anywhere else when you were younger, where would it be? Perfect. Kirsten, I appreciate you taking the time to join us on the podcast. Good luck with finals. I know they're coming <laughs> up soon. And uh, thanks again. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Another big thank you to Kirsten Monk, the Austin P soccer team, for stopping by to talk to us on the PCAST. Always glad to catch up with the soccer players. They're always great, great guests on this show. I think that they are some of the best ones we've had. Thank you. We appreciate your uh, your commitment to the Austin P uh, PCAST. Yes, we do. 
Uh, let's look ahead to another busy week because things aren't slowing down here. No, this sure looks like it's going to be busy. Uh, we got baseball. Tonight. We, tonight at, at home versus North Alabama. Come out, uh, support the governors. They are uh, they're looking to bounce back after a weekend and uh, play against somebody uh, who we will be joining their conference, uh, North Alabama. Uh, the Govs lost North Alabama 7-5 to on March 2nd in Florence. So not only are we looking to bounce back from that, uh, we're looking to bounce back from a weekend series. So uh, 6 p.m., Raymond Seaham Park tonight. Come on out. Well, and after that, they are headed on a nice little road trip. They're headed to... It's not little. Yeah. It's not little. We got uh, we got Bellarmine at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, what's interesting about this road trip is uh, all of these games are going to be uh, on the uh, in the afternoon because none of the venues have lights. So Bellarmine is at 2 p.m. Uh, and they are 8 and 31 and 6 and 12 in the A-Sun which is 5th uh, and A-Sun West. So uh, they'll also be an A-Sun foe uh, headed into next year. Uh, and then... We beat the Knights earlier this season, March 1st at the hand. That was a Harrison Brown walk-off win. No, oh, very nice. So Harrison Brown uh, go out there and, and take it to Bellarmine again. And then directly after their, uh, their game against Bellarmine, they are headed north to Toledo, which is a Friday uh, 2 p.m. game, Saturday noon and Sunday at noon. And I think those are Eastern times. So I think uh, the Rockets are in the Eastern time zone. They are in the Eastern time zone. So we'll have to uh, make sure to figure out what time exactly that is for us in the Central time because it's not listed here. But uh, they will be uh, up there in Toledo. Uh, Toledo is 12, 22 and 17 uh, overall and 16 and 11 in the MAC, which is third in the MAC. So that'll uh, give them a, a nice little idea of how they would. Uh, compete in the MAC once uh, they head there. So, w what do we got next? The Govs are just playing through the whole MAC this year. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Bowling Green. They Toledo. were one. Toledo. Uh, who else? I feel like there's another one. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Whatever. To the softball field. The Govs have their midweek doubleheader against Murray State, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. on Wednesday. That is the year. Every every OVC team has one partner in the league in softball where you don't play them on the weekend. You play a pair of double midweeks, one at home, one on the road. The guys have already played at Murray State. Now they're playing at home against Murray State. They've won five straight heading into this, but the Racers lead the OVC. Uh, that says 32-12-1 is the Racers' record. Apparently you can tie. They're 16-4 and overall in the conference. The Govs lost a pair of pitchers' duels the last time they played the Racers on March 29th. They lost one to two to one in the first one, two to nothing in the second one. So might as well bounce back and put yourself right back in that title race, or at least at the top of the leaderboard. Sat this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday doubleheader against UT Martin, 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Sunday at 1 p.m. UT Martin is at third place in the OVC. Uh, the Govs have won six of their last seven against UT Martin, however, and four of the last five games have been low scoring and decided by just one run. So a pair of big big series for Cassie Stanfield and that team as the regular season winds down playing two of the top teams in the league you really got to get get yourself in position for the postseason right here and uh, like we said earlier uh, on the podcast here they're playing uh, they're playing a pretty good clip so hopefully they keep that hot streak up uh, what, five and six in the last five out of the last six and they haven't yep. given up more than three runs in the end yep. the Benefil and Harley Mullins pitching duo is really really finding its form right now so good luck to them as, as they face uh the number one and number three team in the conference uh, this week. 
Uh, the track and field team wraps up their regular season with the Music City Challenge. That is Vanderbilt's event Friday and Saturday. It is the last meet before they go run at the OVC Championship May 11th and 13th. Now we go to teams competing in the OVC Championship. We'll start on the sunny beaches of Moorhead, Kentucky. The Gulfs will kick off the tournament against number three seed Chattanooga in the quarterfinals. That's at 2 p.m. Thursday. I believe that is 2 p.m. Central Time. I, I need to check my mat there. Uh, check letscopy.com for the official time. Uh, they're playing at the Fazoli's Breadstick Beach. The Govs are 3-0 against the Mox this year. The winner will play the winner of number one UT Martin, who will play the winner of number four Moorhead State and number five Eastern Illinois. So that's the quarterfinal match. You win, you play in the semifinals against the other side of the bracket. You lose, you go down. It's double elimination tournament. So you can you don't want to lose one, but if it happens, you can fight your way back into it. Uh, it's a tough road, though. You never want to be coming out of that and playing extra matches. I feel like this uh, championship should also double. Uh, you, you should also you should get the trophy, and you should just get unlimited uh, Fazoli's breadsticks. They should be like on just. They should just have a breadstick bar, and like when like instead of like a Gatorade bath for Taylor Mott, if we win, we give her a breadstick bath. Like when you win the Mayo Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Can you? I mean, I'm just a Mayo Bowl. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thrilled to go to the to Moorhead State. I can't wait. I've been once, and you know I just loved it so much. We're going back again for beach volleyball. Because when I think beach volleyball, I think the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky. That's correct. It's you, It'll be streamed. You can watch it. Tell me where you can watch it. ESPN at. Plus. You can watch it. Our friend Alex Gold's going to be on the call. It's his first time ever calling beach volleyball, so excited to see what he can do. He's great at everything he does. Uh, it'll be a big weekend. Hopefully the Govs can defend their title and prove that they are the real Ohio Valley Conference champions Thursday to Saturday morning, Kentucky. Follow along on ESPN Plus. Or Twitter. Or we'll Twitter. We'll be tweeting. We'll be there. Don't worry. Men's tennis team is also going to kick off their postseason. They're the number four seed in the OVC tournament. They're going to start the weekend off against number five seed, Eastern Illinois. The Govs beat the Panthers 6-1 to on April 9th, and they have won 13 of 14 matches against EIU since 2010. They lost to Tennessee State to wrap up the season. It didn't. It wasn't good. It hurt. It hurt a little. It was senior day, whatever, motivation. Bounce back with that one. If you win, you play number one seed, Belmont, Saturday at 2 p.m. That'll be a tough one, but you got to get there first. Yeah, you know, I like our odds against uh, EIU with, with that record since 2010, but uh, you don't want to take any opponent lightly. and uh, Especially not in the postseason. Especially not in the postseason, especially after a loss to TSU. Uh, so good luck to the to the men's tennis team as they go out and uh, compete for an OVC title. The women's tennis team, we do not know who they're going to play. They're going to play the winner of SIUE and Murray State. That match, uh, they're going to play at 10, 10 a.m. on Saturday. SIUE beat Murray State 7-0 on April 9th. Murray State was missing some players in that match, so you can't really take that one at face value. Uh, the women lost to Murray to end the regular season, so you know maybe they wouldn't hate to see the Racers again get a little revenge. Uh, you would have rather won that game, but like like I think Ross Brown would agree, maybe it brings the team down a little bit and helps them in the long run. It's always good to be down to earth to go ahead into the postseason. And it, and it just pays uh, pays to be the number one seed because you get to watch uh, SIUE and and Murray and then and then you get you're to, coming in you, fresh. Yeah, you get to play a team that's already played an entire match. So uh, even if they do have a have to play against Murray, uh, hopefully they uh, get a little they bounce back, get a little revenge. That's right. On the other side of the bracket, Belmont is going to play the winner of uh, no, excuse me, Belmont and UT Martin will play, and the winner of that match gets the honor to play Semo in the semifinals. Good that's luck, what, tennis. That's what's happening next week. We're also yeah, going to just a, uh, just a little bit of just a little bit of awesome P sports, right? Also Wednesday, 
2.30 p.m. on the Golf Channel. You can watch the NCAA Women's Golf Selection Show. Find out where Jessica Combs and company are going to play in the NCAA Regional. There's about seven spots out there. One of them is Nashville. So if they do get placed in the Nashville Regional, no reason to not come down and support the Guffs. Yeah, that's right. You know, it, it's always interesting with uh, regional selections. Sometimes you get put in the closest one, and then sometimes you get put in one that's Across nowhere close. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you get shipped to Stanford. It's yep. possible. So. Uh, other news that I feel, feel like we need to mention, when the women's volleyball team won the regular season championship, the OVC announced that it has received an automatic bid to the NCAA championship this year. The NCAA Beach Volleyball oh. Championship was expanded from eight teams to 16 teams this year, and the Ohio Valley Conference was given an automatic qualifier, meaning – you win the OVC tournament, you're going to Gulf Shores for the NCAA tournament. So that just puts even more on the line up in uh, Morehead, Kentucky this weekend. Yeah. Because that, that did not happen last year. We we did win the OVC, but yeah, we but did not get an uh, an automatic qualifier. Yeah, we did not get that large bid, so it'll be good to see what they can do this year. Uh, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flange, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've got all the community service uh, opportunities for you, the student-athletes. Uh, also, let's give them a shout-out. Let's give them a big shout-out because they put on the ESPYs last week. And as always, phenomenal, phenomenal work. It was a lot of fun to see all the student-athletes show up dressed up. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the winners. I want to talk about the Legends Award because we had two big winners there that have had great careers. Brooke Moore from the volleyball and beach volleyball team. She was an OVC Tournament Player of the Year as a freshman. She's got four or five rings at this point. She's the winningest player in beach volleyball history. Uh, just a lock for that award, I think, at this point in her career. Yeah, she she really just exemplified everything that that they were looking for. Not only a, a great person, a great uh, student, but a really good, really really good volleyball player. She she was impressive to watch over her time here, and and she really deserved that award. Uh, the, uh, the male legends award winner on the came from the football field. I mean, this is one of the best players in program history. Very if dynamic not, player. If not one of, the, if not the best player in program history, that's Cordell Jackson, the only two time consensus All American, not in Austin B football history. And Austin P history. That's impressive. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of that guy. I love talking to him. I got to interview him afterwards. Always fun to watch him play football. He changed his game because his junior year, the year we went to the playoffs, he had seven interceptions. Just nobody. He was just picking everything off. Just a menace in the in the secondary. Well, the next year, no one's going to throw at him. So what do you do? He leads the team in tackles for loss. Just if you're if you're not going to throw at me, I'm going to go just impact the game on defense for a different gonna way. go get your quarterback go go and get their running back yeah, behind just, the line of scrimmage just so versatile and it's super impressive that I, he that that he did that I, it's the change in his game was the most one of the most impressive things he had sadly don't get to see him play football anymore but i'm sure we'll see him in a couple years because we'll have to retire that jersey yeah too bad too bad he was uh plagued by some injury this season too because i, I feel like he he would have really he, had he something special back from the injury had a career high in tackles the week he came back i mean which is which is amazing too which is just goes Cordell goes to Jackson show is an awesome yeah that's, that's it, it really is congratulations to him and to brooke moore uh maxwell how can people follow us on twitter instagram and facebook get in touch and stay in touch uh via twitter facebook and insta at let's go p.com uh no that's not where we go at let's go p at let's go p or awesome p governors awesome p governors on facebook on shout facebook. out to our friends eric robin and carter in the digital media department for all of the content they're providing uh everything else you need let's go p.com for dates news stories information cody bush nathan palkowski alex Howard, chris austin and myself everything you need's on there you need you need links you need stories whatever you need go there and check it out if you need tickets however you gotta get in contact with our ticket guy johnny mitchell he's got all the information you can use to get in the game uh, baseball and softball season, they're getting later in the year. So single-game tickets are still on sale. A couple more weekends to come watch the Govs at Raven Seaham Park, Joe Maynard Field, and Cheryl Holtfield at Kathy Maynard Park. 
So go online or call Johnny for those tickets. The Govs need you these last couple weeks to bring it home in the regular season. Come out and support. They need it. Football season tickets are also excuse me. Football season ticket renewals are also available now. Five home games. It's the first day sun season. Twenty twenty one season ticket holders can renew their tickets online at letsgop.com backslash buy tickets or by calling the ticket office at nine three one two two one P E A Y. Renewals end at five PM April twenty ninth. That is this Friday. That is just four days away. And that is when all remaining season tickets will be made available to the public to purchase season tickets. So if you had tickets last year and you liked them and you want them again, you got to call before 5 o'clock on Friday. Otherwise, somebody can swoop in and take them from you. Uh, season ticket holder benefits for the upcoming season include memorabilia fashion from the old turf at Fort Terra Stadium. That's the same turf the Govs clinched the 2019 Ohio Valley Conference Championship on. Exclusive season ticket holder events also include a ticket party pickup, a ticket pickup party, and early access to a 2022 Fan Fest for the Govs football season. You're not going to want to miss any of that. You'll also have the opportunity to purchase a ticket to the regular season finale at Alabama as the Govs make their first ever trip to Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Season ticket holders will receive priority access to Austin P. and National Predator events, and there will be more benefits to owning season tickets announced in the future. Who wouldn't want them? I know I sure want them. Uh, if we weren't working every game, I'd have season tickets locked up right now. Uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website, letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating or review. Max, what would we like that review to be? Five out of five. Subscribe, unsubscribe, five out of five. Every Re- time. Resubscribe right now. <laughs> Do uh, it. Right now. <laughs> Want to suggest a guest or let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Tell us how many OVC championships you think the Govs are going to win this week. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. Max, what's your Twitter? At Max underscore Remy 12. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the Indianapolis Colts for signing Stephon Gilmore. I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Peace.